0: Teaching, preaching, the unknown, unknown, unknown.
1: Welcome to the Cosmic Reality Radio Show with Nancy Hopkins, Walt Silva, and Dolly Howard. This is a production of Cosmic Reality Radio. And welcome to the Cosmic Reality Radio Show. It is June 23rd, 2020. My name is Nancy Hopkins. With me is Walt Silva and Dolly Howard. And um, yes, we had had problems with the the, uh, the stream, but it seems to have settled down, so hopefully we will not be interrupted. But if we are, we are just going to continue to record. And hi, guys. <laughs> <Good> <laughs> evening, hi Walter, everybody. how are
2: you doing? Hi Nazi. hi Dolly Hi
1: y'all <laughs> So, what do you got to say for yourselves?
2: I'm looking at the text that you sent
1: Just now, I sent it an hour ago
2: <laughs> Oh, I, I know Text or email She sent an email Yeah, I, I it. sent a, to you yeah. It's called yeah. Iron well, yes, it was posted
1: in Facebook, and I, <laughs> I start reading this thing, you know, and I'm going like, oh, wow, this is, you know, I, I mean, it's very long, but my gosh, this person really kind of like hits every single, you know, discord. She hit every and, button, yeah. Yeah, I really appreciated it. So, we don't know who actually started it, because uh, the signing on it is is uh, a friend, <laughs> And then it has a, no, but name? it has a
2: title there who wrote it.
3: Oh, but it's got no, two people. No, no, oh, no. That oh, was, you mean, I know what you mean.
1: No, the first one the first one is the person who actually posted it in Cosmic Reality Correct. Wall. And then there's this, a person
2: who wrote the No, text. I
1: don't think so. I think that was a post. I don't think that person wrote it. I think they had copied it. Because at the bottom of it, it says an unnamed friend. Like copied
2: that. from a friend. Oh, okay, so you're saying that this Jeremiah Schultz actually copied it from somebody else?
1: Yeah, copied from a friend. Yes. Yes. Ah, so, we, okay. so we don't exactly know who it is that um, wrote this, but we might as well just start with it because, and interrupt Dolly at any time because so much of this, you know, kind of makes you think about, you know, more. So let's just use it as a. a Guide. Know, an outline for the show. <laughs> okay. Sound reasonable. Okay. Yeah. Ready?
2: Yes. Okay. So the title of this piece is called "Irony," and it begins. I'm so confused right now. I see signs all over saying "Black Lives Matter." I'm just trying to figure out which black which black lives matter when it's not black cops. They don't seem to matter. It's not my black conservative friends. They are told to shut the F up if if they know what's best for them by their black counterparts. It's not black business owners. Their property does not mean anything. It's not blacks who fought for the military. Their statues are destroyed by the Black Lives Matter protesters with disdain. So which Black Lives Matter again? I can't keep up. I just can't. I'm exhausted trying to figure out What we're all supposed to do, believe, and be offended and outraged by next. Two months ago, first responders were all the rage. In fact, they were heroes. We gave them free coffee, meals, and cheers as they drove by. Today, we hate them and want them defunded because they can't be trusted. Two months ago, truck drivers were the heroes as well for keeping America moving and the grocery stores stocked. Today, we block the roads with protesters, drag them out of the cabs, and beat them half to death. Nurses and doctors are still cool for now, but they might be unemployed. They too are heroes, unless, of course, they truly believe all lives matter. Then they're filled with hate and and are a part of the problem like so many others. Just 45 days ago, protests weren't essential, in quotes, and were considered criminal, selfish, and a murderous activity. Today, they are gloriously critical and celebrated. All of the obvious criminal and murderous activities are simply ignored. If you protest about lockdowns for freedom, you are selfish and will spread a virus. If you protest, loot, and riot for social justice, you are a warrior and the virus seeds. Trust the experts. No, no, not those experts. Don't wear masks. Wear masks. But only good ones. Wait, don't wear masks. Wear anything as a mask. Never mind on the masks. Not sure if you, but if you don't, you hate people because you could be a a, an asymptomatic spreader. Wait, that's not a thing, and not a thing anymore. For three months, nothing was more important than social distance. In fact, we gave up all our liberties for it. We canceled schools, medical and dental procedures. Yet allowed the murder of babies. Canceled activities. Closed businesses. Eliminated every spring rite of passage from prom to graduation, denied people funerals, even at Arlington, and we wrecked the economy for it. Then came social justice, and social distance was no more. Now things are more cut and dry, though. A thousand people at three memorials for someone they never even met. It's a matter of respect, in quotes. But you can only assemble a hundred or less people. Black lives matter. Of course they do. But multiple black police officers and individuals were killed during the peaceful protests, in quotes. I don't see any outrage. Black individually owned businesses burned to the ground. Silence. Deadliest weekend in Chicago. Nothing. I'm really confused now. Look at the data. No, not that data. Do the math. No, you can't do the math like that. Only the experts can understand the data and math. What do you mean other cities slash states slash governors are interpreting the data differently? Pools are safe in Indiana, but not Michigan. Playgrounds are safe in your town, but not mine. Amusement parks are safe in Florida, but not Ohio nor Michigan. Just listen to the black community leaders. No, not them. If you are silent, you are part of the problem. If you speak, you are part of the problem. If you have to ask, you don't understand. If you don't ask, you don't care. It's all so predictable, tedious, and exhausting. Nothing adds up. It's one gigantic common core math life problem with ever-changing denominators that I'm sure the media and politicians are eagerly ready, ready to solve for us until the next, in quotes, crises. So for now, I cry because I love my friends and my family, no matter what their color, and I pray I pray God will heal heal our land and bless the United States of America. Period. There you have it. Irony. I, I, and yeah, I mean,
1: yeah, and I so honor the person that sat down and put that in writing because I'm sure that, you know, no one would say, no, I don't understand what that's about. Well, of course you do because that's what's happening to us on a daily basis it's uh it's truly amazing
2: I, I on this subject i have to agree with Fulford when he says that they should send the militaries to take control of all the uh media companies you know all the news casting channels they should be taken over and the make sure that they reveal the truth about anything and everything because they're they're the ones that are uh writing this horse you know, this wild horse that's out of control, they're the ones holding the reins because people just eat it, eat it with a spoon. Whatever gets put on this on the on the news, they they lump it up. I don't have television service, but I can see the the posts that they do on YouTube. They have an entire channel on COVID nineteen news. And if you if you're a discerning person and you don't believe everything that's put in front of you and just take the time to read, Nothing makes sense. You know, in one report, they're saying there's 10,000 new cases in X. And then the next one, which is only, they're only hours apart. If only you could say, oh, no, the the problem is that this is one month ago and this is like two days ago. And that's why they differ so much. No, you're looking at these posts and they're just hours away. And they're saying same exact place, same exact everything, but it's, 3,000 cases. So is, make up your mind. What is it? Is it 10,000? Who's doing the count? Or is the person that's supposed to be doing the count is so terrified of the virus that they're fudging the numbers? There is all, no true number. <laughs> there is no true number because th- there aren't any th- any of those deaths. Well,
1: the only thing that is true is that the deaths have fallen drastically. They keep saying there's more and more and more. Yeah, because you're testing more and more and more. Just like the president said, you know. And as a joke, the president said, "I told the people, stop testing, stop testing." Oh
3: no, you didn't hear his
1: latest. Oh, what did he say? What did he say?
3: He was interviewed by the the media, uh, standing out on the lawn, and he said, "I do not joke. That was not a joke." Well, oh, yeah and now I thought it was a joke too the way he said it I think that uh, the Trump who spoke there and the real Trump didn't get together and compare notes so one is saying one thing and the other is saying another thing and this is a time when they didn't jive on their on their
0: sayings
1: Well, I don't think well the one that said it didn't say that's a joke. It was the way it was presented that it sounded like a joke. Well, first off, (laughs) when he said it, I went, "Uh oh, they're going to be all over that comment." You know, what we're talking about, Walt, is the um, uh, rally when he was giving the speech at the rally in Oklahoma in In Tulsa. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, to be honest, I well I couldn't I had guests and stuff. I couldn't watch it at the time. But um Dolly was watching it and she sends me a message that I don't see until much later. But it was like, Oh my god, this is hysterical and if I had gotten it while I was, you know, over my friend's house I probably would have ran back to my house to watch it <laughs> but it was
3: it I peed my pants a little I had tears rolling down my face my cheeks hurt afterward from laughing so hard it what was hysterical time. he was telling us about the uh West Point speech he, yeah West Point speech and uh they had a ramp that you had to walk up and down to get to the podium or he had to and he had leather-soled shoes on. I forgot what the ramp was made of, but it was Steel. slippery. Steel. It was like a, a ice-skating rink, according to Trump. And <laughs> he, he had trouble getting up it. It has no uh, railing, and he was having trouble <laughs> getting up it. And, and then they were bitching at him about... Um, Drinking water with two
1: No, hands. no, 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 no. You, you're cutting it way too short because this was a, okay. One of the one. This was one of the most hysterical things I've ever seen, specifically because of the way that the president was presenting it. Now, I I, I didn't have the you know the, the I wasn't as lucky as Dolly to get in with the president while he was doing these things, and she got to get kind of you know introduced to the Trump way of having a rally. But this was the first time that I actually, you know, wanted to listen to what this what he was saying. So this was an unusual. I I didn't really know what to expect, except the president I normally see doing all these press conferences. This guy was the best, (laughs) the best stand-up comedian I think I've ever experienced. He was so funny, you know. And I'm telling this to Mark um, uh, uh, Amato. mark joseph and he says to me do you know that somebody was doing a um analysis of the best stand-up comedians and trump was like at the top (laughs) i believe it professional people who look at this stuff consider him just to be outrageously good at it but you gotta i i thought about you know and i to take a, the audio of it, but you don't get it because he, he, his whole body language, plus the fact that he begins to show you how he was walking down this ramp. But he starts it out, and he's saying to, uh, he says to the general, he says, he says, he says, the first thing I did was look at the general's shoes, and he had rubber, I had leather, problem. And he said, I kept seeing myself falling on my ass on this ramp and sliding all the way down and he said so he he says to the the general he said, general I can't do this and the general says well and 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 it was like trump said something like I'd have to walk two blocks to get off of this stage he said so okay so we got to do this but he said to the general he said I won't grab you unless I really need to grab you, and so then he he starts. He says, "Okay." So he says, "I, I got to take these little steps." You got to understand. I'm trying to not slide down this thing, and he says, "So I'm taking these little steps." And he starts to show us his little steps, right, Dolly? Oh my God! And he said, "Not only was I taking these tiny little steps, but I was leaned forward." Oh, I look terrible, he says. <laughs> you know, and he, and so he's doing it. and He does this, and he says. And you know what? At that moment, the the television media they stopped showing what happened next. But when, when I he got that down to well, the end, when he got like ten, ten when feet. he got ten feet from the end of the of the ramp, he just ran right by the general. And as he was going by him, he says, "Sorry," <laughs> right? <laughs> okay. So then he's then he calls his wife and he says, "Did you see? Yeah, yeah I saw it. I saw it." And how did it go? And she says, "Well, you're trending all over the place." And he's like, "And, and, and, and well, you know, is what well, they like the speech? Oh, nothing about the speech. It's the fact that you had that problem going down that ramp and now they've decided you have Parkinson's disease." <laughs>
3: Another disease.
1: <laughs> oh, I mean, it was like his delivery everything is is totally awesome. And, uh, and then he goes through this whole routine about the water. You know, do you want to tell that story? But you got to start with the 600 <laughs> salutes.
3: Oh, oh, okay. I forgot about that. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, so the uh, person who was in charge at West Point asked Trump, do you want to salute everyone all at once with one salute, or do you want to salute Each cadet uh, separately, or do you want to salute them in twos? And so, of course, Trump said, I'll salute every one of them separately. It turned out there were 600 of them.
1: No, no, (laughs) he did the two because there were 1,200 people that were, because when he said one, that the president said, it's one. My God. He said, you know, I thought I'd be there forever. And then he said, well, we could do them in twos. And so he said 600 times. <laughs> he had to make a salute. Go on. Sorry to interrupt you, but I, the details.
3: You go ahead and tell it. I don't tell it
1: right. Well, because I watched it a few times because I was so impressed with it. It wasn't a one-time deal with me. I was so impressed with the way that he presented it. And but then he he says he says, "Okay." And he goes through this routine with a tie in the water. Because the wife asked him, "Did you have any water with you?" And Trump said, "Yes." Um he said, "You know, I'm out there." And he kept talking about baking in the sun. Remember? He he says, I got a sunburn, I'm going like, when don't you have a sunburn? But yeah, okay. So he's baking in the sun, but he didn't want to um, to take the water, you know, because he was just into what he was doing. But finally, he said, I needed to I needed to wet my 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 whistle, you know, I'd been talking for all this time. So <laughs> then he goes into this whole thing about. Do you know how easy it is to dribble water out of your mouth and onto your tie? And if it's a red tie, man, it just seems to stand out, he says it's terrible. I've done it many times. So he reaches in and he's got a water glass there in the podium that he's talking at and he brings it up and he's got his, his he's in the right hand, he's got his left hand underneath the glass and he's sipping the water, right? And what was it that he said that they said he had? Oh I Parkinson's it was another no, disease no, no. yeah, it was another disease it wasn't Parkinson's. I don't know maybe it was Parkinson's because he couldn't he couldn't hold he couldn't hold the glass Dementia with one. Dementia I don't remember what it was, but he couldn't hold the glass with one hand and he, <laughs> he puts down the water and he said, I had just saluted 600 times. What is the matter with these people? <laughs> oh my God, it was hysterical.
3: And he wanted to protect his tie.
1: He wanted to protect his tie. Yep,
2: yep, yep, yep. Yeah, your I, elbow. <laughs> well, so, he had tennis elbow. So much saluting. Uh, it, But
1: his delivery, I mean, seriously, the guy is very, very good. And
3: when he was walking down the ramp, he was showing how he was bent over. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> that just cracked me up. How he... <laughs>
1: It doesn't look right. (laughs) I mean, (laughs) you know, he he stands. I can understand why people who hate him just couldn't even possibly, possibly uh, listen to him. Because at one point, he stopped in the middle of something talking about certain bad things, and he said, Oh, you are so lucky I'm president of the United States. (laughs) (laughs)
2: But did, did you guys ever see um, – I just saw it as part of a um, – There's all. well, you already know that in YouTube there's all these uh, failed videos and, and comical videos like uh, Just Wait For It or WTF, and the videos are generally made up of video clips of funny things that are happening, you know, either somebody – Slipping down and falling or, you know, different things that most people find comical. But in one of these that I was watching, I actually had to rewind it three times. And I said to my mom, listen to what he's saying. Unfortunately, there's no captioning on a lot of these videos. And what it is, and since you guys are are up to speed on all of this and you've been following him and uh, all these political things, it is a recording uh, and there is a caption at the beginning of this video clip which says somebody left the filter off or he was working without a filter, along those lines, it's a a recording of a debate between Hillary Clinton and Donald Trump. So the clip begins with Hillary Clinton. Uh, He's standing, when you're looking at the screen, he's standing off to the left, from where she's standing you know as if you're looking at the screen so and then the camera focuses on her and she says i have to say that i'm very relieved that uh, the laws of our country are not in the hands of someone like donald trump and then he he pipes and he interrupts her and he says yes because you'd be in jail otherwise and that's the end of the clip. So it's like he actually did say that. In oh, public?
1: absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That was when he got my attention because he. I mean, it was. He actually said, "And when I'm president, you're going to jail." You know, because and it was shocking, and she actually. I wish they had. Did you see the look on her face when he said it, Walt?
2: No, that, that's where the clip ends on yeah. his words. So they don't they don't go back to show the, uh, what. So I don't know. Uh,
1: it seemed, it may have looked, yeah. It, I remember it as her being like, "Whoa," <laughs> you know. Like I, because it wasn't something that you would actually hear in a debate. I will say this. I couldn't listen to the man prior to the debates, but I made myself sit there because I really wanted to hear what they how it would go. And he was very, very annoying initially. But then you begin to go, I can't believe this is coming out of the, the mouth of a presidential candidate. I mean, those those initial debates were... They they were brutal Mm. and and fascinating. I mean, it was extremely compelling to watch it and to watch the body language. And also, uh, you know, this was one of this was when I went like, can there possibly possibly be clones? Because from debate to debate, it didn't really look like the same woman. Like two of them were, I think. The first one and the last one seemed to be the same individual, but the one in the middle just didn't seem. She seemed off from the first one. And then when I saw the second one, the uh, third one, I said, Yeah, that second one just doesn't seem to be the same feel that I, you know. Well, you guys
2: were agreeing that it wasn't even her, her same voice.
1: Yeah, I don't even remember all the details, but there was definitely something not. Not the same. If we put it to you that way. Well,
3: that was after she had fallen into, or they had pushed pushed her into the van, wasn't it? That she started
2: the different. Yeah, it looked different. like they were carrying a, a doll made of jello, of jello. The way she was shaking. That was at some, one point. That, that it, was September
1: nineteenth. <laughs> I mean September eleventh, because she was at the nine eleven ceremony.
2: Didn't it look like she lost a shoe before getting onto the vehicle? Oh, yeah, she did. She did, yeah. Yeah. So she was shaking up a storm. That's when
3: I have seen that it said that that's when she died. Mm. And then right away, they had taken her to her daughter's house. And right away, another Hillary comes out of the door, and she's not anything like.
2: Hillary. Yeah, she was a double. Well, Savas saying that she's on the other side, so I don't
1: know. Yeah, she was. <laughs> dev, she the the double was actually a body double, because she there was there was so much wrong with her, and she came out within thirty minutes of Hillary being brought into uh, Chelsea's apartment, and supposedly Chelsea's apartment had a, a, a full medical cap- type, yeah. capability there. And
3: Chelsea gave her some of that um, and drama none a drama yeah, that gave her some of that, but I didn't I never could hear what the rest was, okay, if she gave her some of it, it evidently didn't work if they're saying she died, <clears throat> so I don't know what happened when they gave her that.
2: <laughs> Can you imagine drinking liquid fear to stay alive? Because that's what it is. I mean, the thing gets harvested when the subject is at the at the peak of their fear and pain. Can okay, you imagine let's, that? Not, let's not talk about. It. <laughs> yeah, let's not go <laughs> into detail on that. Well, I can't. I don't. I don't, I, 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 I don't get handle. how it could be any beneficial from that. <laughs> it's insanity. If you
1: if you want to know true insanity, too evil depravity, go look up. Adrenochrome. Adrenochrome. You can Google it. They'll tell you what it's about. And then if you want to get really frightened, put in uh, Adrenochrome and Celeste, uh, Celine Dion. Oh,
2: well, she's, she's one of the
1: queens of it? No, she's there's photographs of her apparently after she ran out of it. And she looks like a walking... Dead person, and a, a dead person that's been you know starved to death, a concentration victim. It's awful. Wow, and that's in Google. Yeah, you just Google Google Celine Dion and a chrono, uh adrenal and all and you'll also see put in images, put it in the images, click on the you know the image thing, and you're also going to see uh, Depp, Johnny Depp. Oh yeah, he, he looks
2: like a corpse.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh god. Now according to uh Gene Decode that this once you start taking this stuff he said it, it, you can he said it he know he knew that people that had taken it three times um were likely never to get off of it. But that some people had, you know, managed it. You know, but only taking it three times. Anything over three times, that your your body becomes—it's like something that it needs to survive. And
2: so it's know. even worse than standard drug addiction because you know people with a standard drug addiction can uh, get over it, you know, with proper treatment and support. But this thing actually alters your metabolism to the point where it can't function without it. See,
1: yeah it seems to be and what what they're after there is um they they're younger you know and if you if you do you know I mean i I have said how can that person look that good they're my age you know I've seen people that I questioned how do you, how are they staying looking so young so um you know if you're picking up on details like that then when you see what happens when they don't have this drug, then you'll understand. Yes, this stuff, for s- somehow or another, rejuvenates the uh, the cells to uh, resist aging. I would say, but that once you're on it, you have to be on it. Otherwise, everything sort of like defaults to the uh, age you so, so are. So
2: this so this is what the writer Frank Herbert was writing about all those years ago when he wrote Dune. Um, for those of you out there that are sci fi fans, uh, you might have read the Dune the trilogy with, written by Frank Herbert. And it's very, very interesting because um, humanity has, they're like in the year 10,000, to put it that way. And what happens is, prior to that time, there was some major religious um, revolution. Where all computers were abolished because they came out with a new Bible, and the Bible says, Thou shalt not make a machine in the image of man or in the image of man's consciousness. So, what happened is they had to develop specially uh, trained, specially um, prepared people. They were called Mentats, and they had the programming, the, the data processing capability of a supercomputer. And so all the noble houses had one because there are no, again, there's no computers in this fake, you know, future reality. But here's the thing, is that in order for a mentor to become so, they need to take a substance, a drug, that's developed from the blood of a worm that grows in only one place in the universe. There's only one planet, Arrakis, which is called Dune. And there's a silicon-based life form there. There's these giant worms. And from the blood of it, they distill this substance. And they refer to it as spice. And when you consume it, you know, it increases your lifespan. It gives you tremendous mental capabilities. But here's the kicker. If you stop taking spice, it turns into poison in your blood. So guess what happens when you stop taking (laughs) spice? <laughs> so whoever controls this planet controls the universe because everything runs on this spice so it's kind of scary the parallels you know I can see how these how these monsters turned human blood into something along those lines well they yeah, they, these four-
1: they claim that um, uh, back in 18 when they took uh, the China Lake uh, facility for the children Mm-hmm. Okay. This is. I'm just telling you the story. I'm not saying it's true. It's a story. I'm here to entertain. <laughs> so, they when they lost the uh, supply, okay, they created a uh, or maybe they had already done it, but there was a a, a, a a phony one, synthetic, synthetic. Thank you, thank you, Dolly. A synthetic um, version of the stuff. Okay, that was created in the same lab that is located in Wuhan, China that may have <laughs> unleashed the five G. Okay. But the this new stuff, you know, this synthetic thing, was mucked with by the White Hats and a marker code was put in it. So to prove that these people participated in an unbelievable crime. The forensic evidence is a test of their blood to see if they've got the marker of the synthetic. That's that's that story.
2: So that's I like when they put.
3: put it's like when
2: they put those paint bombs in the, in the cash in banks. So if somebody steals, yeah, runs yeah. Away with the money, the the paint bomb explodes, and, it, and you never take it off your skin. Yeah. Wow. Oh I
3: didn't know it never came off your
2: skin. well, it's supposed to be practically indelible, so I guess after a lot of effort it eventually comes off your skin since we are always changing skin cells, but it's supposed to last for a while. That's why they are able to you know track you and find you and yeah, there's there's the pain. you stole the money from the bank.
1: <laughs> well, I don't like I say, I don't know if it's true, but if it is, there's your proof, you know. Easy conviction. So, I don't know. Amazing. Yeah.
2: Worthy of a horror novel. <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, I did. Did I? Did you hear that? Um, three minutes and twenty-two seconds of uh, Dead Zone. Walt. Well, it's a. TV, it's a Dead Zone. It's a TV series. Oh, and, the one that's
2: based on uh, Stephen King's book. Is that what it is? Yeah, it was the the original movie. is It's it's good. It's um, Christopher Walken played the role. It's some uh, a young man who was involved in a car crash, crash and because of it he was in a coma for more than a decade. And when he finally came out of the coma, his senses are all different because now he, if he touches somebody, he knows something that's connected to that person. Like he was able to see that the daughter that the the doctor's daughter was in a fire. So he's looking at the girl and he's yelling at her. So he doesn't know what's going on and then he thanks to his knowledge they were able to, you know, send the fireman to the address. But that's what what would happen to him. He would touch someone and he would know what's going on with that person. That's why in the story, um Martin Sheen wants to be president of the United States. And when he shakes his hand, he sees the, the scene of Martin Sheen pushing the button to send nuclear bombs to Russia. That's why he knew that Martin Sheen had to go. Otherwise, he was going to bring, you know, Armageddon. But, and then they came out, sorry, I'm interrupting you. you. They came out with a series with Anthony Michael Hall playing the role of, you know, the crash survivor.
1: No, I'm glad for that back, background, because uh, that was what it was. It was one of their episodes that when it was, I think, 2018. And it's they somebody clipped the basic information out of this hour show into 3 minutes and 22 seconds. And I don't have it up in the player, otherwise I'd play it. But it was really, it talked about the coronavirus by name, and uh, 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 isolation, the masks, and chloroquine as being the antidote. It was stunning. Right, Dolly? Yep. And I I wanted
3: to tell you that Christopher Walken ended up killing Martin Sheen so that it couldn't get done. He couldn't fire the Hmm. missiles.
2: Are you purposely changing the ending of the movie? Because that's not how it ended.
3: Well, I didn't say it ended that way. Oh, okay. He ended up
2: killing him. No. You know how it ended. He, he didn't kill anybody. You, you yeah, want me to I tell the ending of the film? I'm going
3: to stop telling <laughs> stories.
2: <laughs> no. You want me to tell how it ended? Yeah, I want to know the ending. Because you don't want the hero to end up being a murderer... He did take a, a sniper rifle up on the mezzanine of the church where Martin Sheen was going to do, you know, one of his big spiels, because Martin Sheen was the lowest of the low. He was, you know, a con artist, you name it, he was it, and he was gaining the favor of the people because he was brainwashing everybody. So what he did is he was the, the, he spoke to the doctor who had been treating him for years, and the doctor he was a survivor as a child. He was a survivor of the, Germ- of the German uh, Holocaust. And he always accepted in his life that he lost his mother to the concentration camps. So and in one scene where Christopher Walken shakes his hand, he's, he calls out the name of his mother and he tells her where she, she's alive and where she is. And the doctor was astounded. And later on, he makes a phone call and a woman answers, and he recognizes his mother's voice. So all of this time, he thought the mother was dead and she's alive. So in one point of the story, he's asking the doctor for his advice. He says, if you knew beforehand who Hitler was and what he was going to do, what would you have done? And he looks at him for a while, and, and he says, in all truthfulness, if I had known who he was and what he was going to do, I, was, I would have killed the son of a bitch. And that's when Christopher Walker decided he, he was able to get a sniper rifle. He hid in the mezzanine in the church. So when Martin Sheen is up there, you know, kissing ass, he jumps up and points the gun to shoot Martin Sheen. And he's able to let go of one round, but it misses Martin Sheen. And Martin Sheen, in all his bravery, picks up a baby that's crying, you know, wailing, and puts it up like a shield. And all these media guys are taking photos of him holding up a baby against the the gunman. And then the security forces, you know, shoot Christopher Walken and he dies from the shot. And he dies and he falls to the ground. And Martin Sheen goes, you know, why are you doing this? And and, uh, he grabs his hand and he's able to see the future. And in the future, he sees Martin Sheen sitting in a hotel room and he's looking at a magazine, and the magazine cover is one of, you know, one of these Newsweek Time magazine covers. Is his photo holding up a baby against the gunman. And he's, like, totally discredited. He's lost all his reputation, and he's got a gun on the coffee table, and he shoots himself. So uh, Christopher Walken ends up, he dies laughing because he realizes he was able to stop it. Martin Machine, you know commit suicide you know that he, he just did career suicide in front of everyone and he then he ended up committing real life suicide so Walken does not die as a as a murderer he dies as a hero
1: yeah but I can understand why Dolly remembered him firing the gun and not the rest right. of it that, yeah, would have, yeah. that would have freaked you out Dolly wouldn't it have? <laughs> would have freaked me out I now. don't know I would I have don't thought don't I would, I would, I no that I would have. Ooh, I'm glad you told me the story. I would never want to watch it, though.
3: <laughs> I was sorry I watched it after I watched it. One yeah. of those things. Why the hell did I watch that? And then I blame it on the net. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, the thing is that in the, they're kind to the character and the and the television series, that. Uh, in the, in the television series, you see he lives, he lives out a, a normal life, but in the book, he doesn't because he spent so many years, uh, in, in, in a coma. All his muscles contracted to the point that he, he was in bed in a fetal position. So when he woke up, he had to go undergo tons of or several operations to get the muscles straightened out so that they could stretch his body. And then he could not walk. He had to have two canes to be able to walk. So he had a very poor quality of life. Plus the girl that he was in love with, that he would have married, because that was the plan when he had the car accident, he was going to marry her. She's married and she has a child. So it's like, uh, because of the years that passed, his mother has passed. So it's like his quality of life is really not that good. I wouldn't wish it on anybody. So he left life, you know, doing a really good heroic act. He saved the world, literally, because the Martin machine was—that's what he was going to do. He was going to push the button on the Russians. So, that's just
1: my sounds like Killme. <laughs> <laughs> well, and say what we were—I was reminiscing about the. Uh, when we had the elections at 16 and we were doing the radio show and Colleen was calling out the tally as we went through it, you know, and uh, reminiscing about uh, Starfire Tours exercise of saying to her people, what are the qualities of the person that you would like to see president? And then to have them focus on that instead of, you know, Hillary or Trump. And I do believe that she she did a timeline change. You know? I think that um, other people probably did something similar. There's many stories to the same ending.
2: Is she still uh, writing? I haven't heard you mention her.
1: Uh, well, I haven't had time to follow her. I, yes, I believe she has. Um, uh, I was just over on her uh, site a couple days ago and, and there was new stuff. But, um, yeah, the timeline things. I was wondering, Dolly, see how this feels. You know, the. I might have mentioned it, but when, when you're talking about clones or body doubles, but these, you know, many different versions of, of Trump, is there any way that it could be timelines? You know, that... Because, because I think of a timeline like a rope with all these, you know, little threads in it to make the rope. And because when I'm seeing, the, particularly the guy that was at the uh, rally, and I, I agree with you that that didn't seem like the beloved. <laughs> it wasn't. No, but he had this uh, quality of complete. I mean, maybe the timeline that that guy would have continued on is one where he's a stand-up comedian. You know what I'm saying?
3: Oh, geez. I know nothing about timelines. I I really... I, I can't say one word about timelines. They're beyond me.
1: Well, it, is, it has crossed my mind that maybe this... Uh, specifically with him. Although I can't even remember who said it. So, somebody said that, you know, they had had... Well, I... I've heard that, you know, there's been like 25 different attempts on his life. Uh, this is person who seemed to be somebody that... I'm trying to think of which one it was. 64 attempts, and they've gotten three of the doubles.
3: Oh. See, that's why they don't let him out to to do rallies and things like that.
1: Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what's... He's what's too
3: valuable. Well... too.
1: be let out he's protected and um, now the 4th of July and the unveiling of John Kennedy Jr. I don't think it's going to happen then why Uh, it's just sort of a gut feeling were you you live yesterday
2: what Wow. Were you live on the radio yesterday, or was oh. that a recording that I that heard was you? was a recording. Oh, when you were talking to someone, and, and this person said that Carrie Cassidy or already knows that JFK Jr. is alive?
1: Right, that was yeah. Michael, Michael Henry Dunn. Yeah, she did a uh, an interview. I don't know if she did one on her show, but she did an interview with somebody and said that JFK was alive, and she brought up the Rushmore thing again. Oh, I think. That
3: was. It's in a post on the Facebook. Uh, Ru- Walt, I keep wanting to call you Russell.
1: I know, <laughs> forever. <laughs> you think of? I'm sure Russell is much
3: nicer than I am. <laughs> <laughs> he's my son, Walt. <laughs> of course, irreplaceable. Very much my
1: son. <laughs> hmm. So, uh, so, but, uh, but I
3: don't mean that he's nice I'm meaning he has a nasty spot like I do <laughs> <laughs> okay. so I, I, I interrupted Nancy
1: now I want to check something here okay yeah that's what I thought okay um the plane that supposedly killed john kennedy was down uh, junior was um flew on july 16th 1999 but july 16th and for some reason that that just when i was kind of trying to find out and there's probably different versions of what might i mean there's different versions of what might happen but there might be different plans depending on what's happening at the, at the instant that it's all coming down um, but the fact of the matter is, is that they cannot <laughs> I don't think wait beyond the Republican convention uh, yeah, convention yeah what date is that scheduled for August 24th. So between August 24th and August 27th. So I would think that the latest that it will be before we hear one way or the other, if it's real, you know, and that he's going to replace Mike Pence, it you'd be really have to do it, you know, by August 27th of the Republican National Convention, I would think. So we're like, you know maximum two months out we can hang in there for that Dolly
3: (laughs) (laughs) sometimes I think oh it's a piece of cake I can handle this I know they're doing background scene stuff and then other times I'll just be sitting there I'll wake up and say ah it! I can't wait anymore it's time it's pastime, and then I have to cool my butt
0: down.
3: <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. You can't. You can't pull the uh, wheat in the garden, you know, to make it grow faster. You have to just nurture it. And I do think that we have to be real cognizant of, like, I, I, one of the comments on one of the YouTube shows. I don't remember which one. Said that. Um, you know they they agree with I think it was to say what because I'm sure it was contro you know the current events stuff, but aren't we just feeding them energy? You know, and yeah, you have to. Yes, you can always feed them energy by focusing on them, but it's a way of focusing. It's not focusing with an emotional attachment.
3: Who's you know? them? Wait, who's them?
1: The the anarchists, the killers out there, the ones that want to take down the country. The oh, bad guys. it's
3: not the good guys; it's the bad. Okay, the bad
1: guys, the very bad guys. But um, what it, it, what you need to do is you really need to. We need to. I think we. I think the lesson here is, you know, what is going on? Just like that uh, reading that you know, the post, the comment thing uh, concerning you know. Oh no no don't, not that math and not that data and no no not yeah. those experts and not those black people you know I mean it's like what in the world it's yeah. it's it's true insanity but we have to come to some kind of a um somehow deal with it and so you know I was like looking at things and 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 just observing you know trying to figure out well what's behind this and you know, and then today on the say, uh, the Shungite show, the messaging from Shungite, you know, sort of says, oh, forget about all that drama. You know, just imagine what you need to see. We don't need the lessons of that right now. You know, time is critical. Just see what you need to see. So what would we see? What kind of a, a new reality do, do we want to see?
3: I want to see people getting along and helping each other. That's what I want to see. And I want to see, because there will be so many uh, good vibrations in the world, um, things will get prettier. The colors will get more vivid, more bright, um the sky will be even more beautiful. And uh I wanna see the aliens in their spaceships and have some come and visit me, just come and beam themselves down and visit with me for a while and and I think about these things.
1: Well did you hear the, the interview with um Don Junior and uh the president? No, but I saw the
3: picture.
1: Oh, 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 oh. This, uh, this done his son, Don, uh, Donald J. Trump Jr.
2: Oh, I didn't know that the son was also called. I thought I, it was I, wasn't uh, Yeah, he's F, a junior. Another I think name? A, no, I think well,
3: yeah, a, yeah, there's Eric.
1: There's another, yeah, but this is I think it's I think he's a junior. Anyway, Donald's Donald's son Donald, okay? Which they call Don, okay? Um He he was interviewing his dad, and and I'm sure it was our beloved.
3: It was
1: (laughs) definitely our beloved. Yeah, and um, one of the first, well, the first question he asked him, he said, "You know that everybody is very, very interested in, um, you know, the question of which is your favorite." (laughs) I did hear that. You know, (laughs) (laughs) And, and, and Trump says, "You know, well." for this interview, you. But I'll deny it. You know? (laughs) I mean, the guy is funny. But, um, so Don says to his dad, um, what do you know about Roswell? (laughs) Sort of out of the blue. And Donald got this little smiling smirk, you know, and he says, I know a few things. (laughs) And so then, Don says, "Well, now, are you going to get into this? You know, what I mean, you're going you're to tell us what you know." And um,
3: and he I, said, "I really want to know this. This is a real question."
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, his dad just said, he, and, he, and he 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 got that little smile on his face, and he looked down. And he said, "Well, I just have to look into this." So you know damn well that he's going to talk. Yeah, it's going to come out. <laughs> he admitted that he knew things, and yeah. you know, I, I, the man, the man, he 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 signals what he's going to do. If he well, says, that would be
2: an indicator. If the day that he's able to openly speak about it, that would be an indicator that the deep state is over and the cabal has been dealt with, because that's what's keeping all the stuff hidden. You can't reveal this stuff because these guys are still out there creating trouble. So can you imagine sharing with people whatever knowledge is, you know, whatever is there in Roswell, added to this mix of virus and riots and all this crap that, you know, which is what they're creating to create mayhem and drama and all of that? No. I I,
3: must have – oh, sorry.
2: No, I said if I were the president, I wouldn't – release that information until the, the cabal is dealt with because whatever you think it's useful information that people deserve to know they'll corrupt it in some way, they'll pick it up and use it to can you imagine them saying, coming up and saying oh yes, the, uh, the aliens are here invading and their blood is red even you're, there's a 93.28% chance that your neighbor is already an alien, if their blood is red there's a good chance that they're aliens. What people will go around shooting their neighbors? Look at all the the craziness that they've done, they unleashed with this virus thing. And there's no there's no virus anywhere. So would you reveal this when they're still in play? No. Whatever you reveal is going to get corrupted and going to be turned inside out for them to create more mayhem and more drama and more destruction. So he's got my vote. He wants to keep it secret. Keep it secret. Just keep doing what you're doing and. Get rid of this whole cabal, crap, deep state, whatever you want to label them. So that when the information, when we're finally free to be ourselves, true selves, and we're not under the control of some cabal, then we can deal with this information in an intelligent way. Not have to deal with never-ending drama being, you know, showered with drama every day. <laughs> no, thank you.
1: <laughs> and some of the things that the media says about I mean again I go back to that uh West Point speech and him in the water and the you know it's like I I, I find it to be so illustrative of how it actually works. You know, the guy is so concerned about falling that he is very cautious watching his step moving with you know certainty bent over <laughs> bent over so, bent so over. he's
2: not a Gerald
1: Ford huh? no he actually in the speech talked about that <laughs> yeah he said he said he said that when he when he realized what what was about he was about to confront He did think of Gerald Ford, you know, falling down. He says, and, you know, they keep playing it in slow motion. And you remember the president that puked in China? They kept playing that over and over again in slow motion. You know, he said, I didn't want to see my ass hitting this ramp and me sliding down it in slow motion.
2: (laughs) Remember a Saturday Night Live skit where uh, Chevy Chase was Gerald Ford and uh, Buck Henry was his advisor? And they were going to go to some some uh, they were going to go to a press conference, and Buck Henry's going, So listen to me, Mr. President. We are going to go to a press conference. We are going to open this device on the wall. It's called a door, and it has a frame around it. When we open this door, you must walk through the center of the space of the door. Then when we do that, we're going to go into the hallway, the hallway is this long room with walls on either side you must walk down the center of the space between the two walls and you know all these minute, is like you're addressing somebody that's has mental issues or something and he goes out and he goes through all the motion and just before he gets to the podium for the press conference he manages to screw it up and ends up falling all over himself and yelling you know live from New York it's Saturday night (laughs)
1: Well, I, I also watched. saw because it was mentioned in that uh, interview between the two Donalds. Um, Donald Trump was on Saturday Night Live, and he ends up on the stage with two of the actors that have played him.
2: No. <laughs> that must have been funny. It,
1: it, it you know, it wasn't his best. It wasn't his best, as far as I could see. We're at the top. And welcome back to the Cosmic Reality Radio Show. It's June 23rd, 2020. My name is Nancy Hopkins. With me has Walt Silva and Dolly Howard. You guys are back, I'm hoping.
2: I'm back. How
1: about Dolly? Dolly. (laughs) Uh Uh-oh. Well, she's not here yet. Um... Or she's having problems. Dolly. There she comes. Here she comes. Dolly? <clears throat> Dolly? Hello? Hello! Okay, she's back, Bob. <laughs> Jeez. I'm I was having
3: trouble with my freaking headset. <laughs> uh,
1: oh. oh you sound and good.
3: it's lightning and thundering.
1: Oh, well, I'm so glad it's going up near you and not me. <laughs> <laughs> well, I asked for it. Yeah, yeah, you did. You you said you would take it. Yeah. <clears throat> I don't know if you you asked your neighbors about it, but... <laughs> no, they don't count. <laughs> hey, yeah, we got <laughs> bubbles of realities. <laughs> so, um, what do you guys want to talk about? I got nothing. Oh, for crying uh-huh. out loud.
2: Just working every day. Well, I, I hope the... Uh, uh, maybe you wanna do you want to talk about or not the thing that you needed help for this gentleman gene decode or if that's I don't know if that's supposed to be something super private.
1: No, he what? actually he actually came out. That's how uh, Mark heard about it. Was he was talking about it um, on a podcast that he had apparently had it and was having trouble with it and please pray for him. So he is soliciting help. Okay. For what? Morgellons disease.
0: Oh, that's a nasty ass thing. Yeah.
1: Well, can you explain it? Well,
2: I've never seen it myself. All I can tell you is that uh, if you do an image search on the internet, um, there are many, very many sites with photos of what is the symptoms of Morgella's disease. From my understanding of it, the those that speak about it insist that it's due to the presence of nanoparticles in chemtrails, that these things are they they speak about smart dust and that these are chips smaller than a grain of sand and you breathe them in and, and when these things get into your body they begin to replicate and the photos that I've seen of, of supposedly uh, people suffering from Morgellons is they'll have fibers growing out of their skin. not And they don't look like human hairs. It's fibers. It's, it's like, you know, you've seen how thick cat whiskers are, much thicker than our standard hair. Uh, it's something along those lines. Like in one case, somebody uh, peeled off a bit of, you know, dead skin, and under the microscope, you could see that there was lettering made of the skin. It's like something that shaped the skin into you know, letters that you could read. Uh, or you'll have these, you'll take tweezers and you can pull out these fibers out of the skin. Um, this lady, local lady that supposedly had it, um, she didn't display any of those symptoms, but her complaint was that she would have this infernal itching all over her body, so she would do these. She would fill the bathtub with vinegar and some, or bake, or vinegar. What was it? Vinegar and Epsom salt, and she would dunk on it for so long, and then she would do something else. And that's what I know of it. So when I douse the question, if it does, it have a specific sound signature or a specific energy signature? I got yes. Is there a sound a signal that is the opposite of that that will disable it? And I got yes. So I don't know if it's specific for him because I ask specifically for him because I don't know if there's more than one flavor of Morgellons since it's not supposed to be natural. It's supposed to be some uh, artificial induced condition. Um, when uh, Gabriel uh, Gabrielov put a post on facebook regarding the smart dust i said I, I i responded and i said well if you had a magnetic pulsar it would destroy that enough in, in an instant because uh they generate this i i got i remember the work of um bob beck from years ago he's the one who came out with the brain tuner which was able to help people not you relieve but actually cure out of illnesses, and not not illnesses, but like, for example, addictions. In a couple of sections, somebody would be completely free of their addiction using the brain tuner. And when he went to uh, rehabilitation centers to offer the device, they said, no, thank you, because they make their money from treating people, not curing people. <laughs> so they turned him away. <laughs> and he came up with the magnetic pulser, uh, Which is a device that uses a coil. What he did is he connected a coil to a photography, a photographic flash circuit. Because um, if you are familiar, well, you you are a professional photographer, so you do know you are aware that on a professional flash, you have a a special condenser, a special capacitor that builds up a charge, and then all that energy is released in, in thousands of a second or two thousands of a second. So it produces a very intense. You're able to generate a very intense light because all that energy is being released in a very tiny amount of time. So why, by doing this, by connecting that circuit to a metal coil, he was able to generate a huge magnetic pulse. Uh, I mean, big enough that it it, it can Excuse extend. Excuse me, out. Walt. Sure. We're
3: losing our power. So oh. if I disappear. It's because we're losing, lost power completely. Oh, okay.
2: Bring it back. La- oh, so we lost La Dolly. No,
3: I'm here. Oh, but
2: I just wanted to warn you. Can't you put a, a candle under the the computer to keep it running?
3: <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't I wish?
2: <laughs> what I would I do
3: that say. all the time.
2: As a little kid, to my to my father, when the light would go out, can't we just turn the TV on with a candle? <laughs> yeah. So the thing is that when uh, when you're using this device, which puts out a, uh, a huge magnetic pulse, it can be, depending on which mode you apply on the device, it it can be fifteen hundred Gauss, five thousand, six thousand Gauss it puts out a pulse that it will extend. You can measure it all the way out to like nine inches. And what Bob Beck discovered by applying this on the body is that it accelerates uh, tissue healing. Uh, It helps to move the uh, lymphatic fluids in the body because one of the things, whereas our circulatory system has the heart and the musculature of, of all the blood vessels to move blood alone, The lymphatic system, which is where the white blood cells mostly work, doesn't have that. That's why the lymphatic system, when you look at the lymphatic nodules, they're located in the places in the body where you have the most movement and articulation, like in the armpit, uh, in the neck below the jawline, you know, where the legs meet the torso. That's where you will find lymphatic nodes because that's the part of the body where you have the most motion. And that's why exercise and stretching is, is vital to get the lymphatic fluids moving. And unfortunately, people that have a very sedentary life don't have that. And when you use the pulser, it helps to move the lymphatic fluid and clean it, you know, detox the lymphatic fluid. Uh, like, for example, my mom has or had issues with her right ear uh, because When she was a a baby, she was three months old. A doctor, I think, must have been a caveman, not an actual doctor. Uh, My grandmother took the baby to the doctor because she had an ear infection. And the doctor says, oh, she has an abscess. We have to lance it. And what he ends up doing is piercing the eardrum. So all her life she lived with a pierced eardrum. And when I treated her with ozone insufflation back in New York, the body regrew the eardrum; it sealed up again, and there was only a teeny tiny line where the tear had been all the time. But still, the hearing wasn't all there. And lately, she's been using uh, the pulsar. She's just doing very short uh, applications, like one minute or thirty seconds. And it's, she's progressing every every day. She listens; she hears better. And that's one of the things that Bob Beck found out. It actually helps stimulates uh, tissue regeneration and growth—they've used it successfully to kill uh, tumors, stuff like that. So the, these uh, magnetic pulses—if you have that, if you have that smart dust in your body, or you have any kind of nano crap in your body—that gets destroyed instantly. You know, electronics, uh, EMP pulses—that's the, the enemy of all electronics. That's why when you have an atom bomb and you have an EMP pulse, it kills all the electronics in the city. So I, I think, you know, that, that would be also a good uh, thing for him to look into, you know, magnetic pulsar.
1: Well, uh, Morgellons, um, the, the, explain the tone and, and how that would work to promote its dissipation.
2: Well, I, again, I started by dowsing if his specific Morgellons, if it had a, an energy signature, I got yes. So then I that was the question. If I produce, is there an energy signature that is the opposite of that, that applying it to the person would disable the Morgellons in his body? And I got yes. So, okay, can you give it to me now? Yes. So I spend the time getting all the parameters so the sound could be composed. And then I had to ask questions as to application. Uh, How long should the exposure be? And I got nine minutes. How should the sound be generated? Triangle wave, no. Square wave, no. Sine wave, yes. Okay. Uh, How many times a day does the person need to be exposed to this? And I got once a day. And then I asked, how many days? I, I got seven days. And then I asked the question, can the person skip a day? I got no. So I said, if the person skips a day, they have to do, again, seven continuous days? Yes. So you have to do seven continuous days. If you miss a day, you have to start your seven count again. But this sound will disable and just neutralize whatever's in his body. Like Dolly, who started finding the pain relief when she started playing the anti-pain sound. I don't know if she's still using it. She's so, such a modern girl. Maybe she got tired of it. <laughs>
3: Walt, well, I forgot about it. Oh, I'm so mad at
2: myself, right? Now. Boy crazy, boy crazy! All those boyfriends of yours. Yeah, you right. <laughs> okay, so back
1: back in 2015, um, Walt had put together some healing tones and I'm going to give you the well actually the, if you're on chat just go down until you see a, a sine wave green bright green uh, photograph and if you click on that it goes to the uh, to the page that these tones are on and so he had a Morgellons there anti-Morgellons sound there and I asked him I said is this the same sound so he said well I actually asked it specific for genes so I'm not sure but we know that when he first did it, it was a general one. So anybody out there that's got more gallons, just go down through the chat and you'll see the green picture. You know, healing tones. It says, click on it and play the thing. But now, Walt, you've given them something that wasn't there in in the uh, you know on the page concerning the uh, routine. You know, oh, okay. Maybe you should check your pendulum right now and say, "Is that the same routine for any of these?"
2: Hold on. Hold on. Let me get
1: it. So he had given you a, a tone that took away the pain, Dolly. It did
3: a pretty good job of it, um, not entirely, but it it, it works pretty good.
2: I'm on the today for Is it the same for all sufferers?
1: Is he talking to us?
2: No. Oh, okay. To the pendulum. Okay. I'm getting yes. I'm getting that the routine is the same for anyone suffering more gallons. Okay. Nine minutes once a day for seven straight days. The clip is nine minutes. Oh, that's another thing I had to ask. Okay, how long should the clip be? And I got nine minutes
1: yeah I'm wondering if that one the one that's up there is that long but anyway um because more gallons does seem to be a problem for so many people, and because uh the fix for it is is sounds pretty simple to me um i'm gonna put together a link so that you know the information will be on one page instead of all the ones with the uh the different tones. I mean, there's DMT in there, there's a common. I don't remember all of them. But, uh, yeah, that was an interesting uh, excursion into sound healing. And, uh... So, yeah, if you want to experience different energies that are promoted by different sounds, music... Not, it's not music, it's sounds. Um, well, I suppose it's music. It depends on how you look at it. But... Um, Yeah, somebody's song is, somebody else is like,
2: ah, let me out of here. (laughs) Well, the the first time that I encountered that, the business of doing sounds or noises was with, uh, when I've spoken in the past about Dr. Costa, who would teach the 15-step process, you know, that transpersonal hypnotherapy type uh, technique. And when the person is, you know, lying down or reclining, and they're in that state and you're asking them questions of their guides through them, um, every time there was an issue of healing, that was the first thing you're supposed to ask. Is there a sound that will help this? And the person would say yes, or they're they're saying that you should whistle, or you're saying, or like, for example, in my case, I would carry with me the... um, I got from Jonathan Goldman, this, this gentleman who... He he deals with sound healing, and he had these professionally made um, tuning forks, <clears throat> where the space between the forks is one point six one eight. It's phi. So when you play them together, you're creating that space vibrationally. So when I would do these sessions with the people, I would I would offer and I would say to the person, "Ask you guys if this sound is is okay. It's enough." And she says yes. They say to you should continue. That was the first time that I was weirded out because if for whoever out there has ever played with tuning forks, when you strike them and they start vibrating, they really play for quite a while. You know they have a nice resonant tone, and if you have a good hearing, you can hear them down to when they're almost you know quiet. But this thing. But this lady, I was striking the <laughs> the tuning forks, and they would go ding. I'm like, what? And I like ding. It's like there was something was sucking up the energy of the of the forks playing. And and the woman is lying down with her eyes closed, and she says they are saying that you should continue, continue. <laughs> so obviously her guides were using that vibration to do the healing on her body. I don't remember at the time what was it that she needed huming with, but I had never witnessed that sound being actually sucked out of something that's making a sound. It's a, it's a strange experience, but uh, it makes life fun, you know, experiencing something different and new every day. <laughs> Did you ever see it happen again like that? Uh, n- not that dramatic, not with that lady, no. I, I, I used the sound in others, and and they kept saying, yes, use that sound but to be um, have the sound literally sucked out of the device wow, I thought that was impressive at least there was confirmation that it was being used The guys <laughs> were usually <laughs> using the energy so it, it goes to show how you know, how much there is to say about sound healing so does, it, cater, it
1: does cater talk about sound healing at all?
2: I don't remember. I have. To, I guess I'll have to review the the chapters. He talks about so many different things.
1: Yeah, I'm just wondering how he would explain it. <laughs> In you know, soft electrons. I'm sure, something about them.
2: Anyway. Well, that's that's the, the the thing. Yeah. No, no. Go ahead. No, that's the thing is that. Um, that's the point that he makes that's really valuable is that every form of energetic activity has with it an accompanying soft electrons, because the soft electron is the bridge between because you you ever wonder okay what's the bridge between the material and the etheric? We know the etherics exists we know a organ exists, we know it's been photographed uh, you can it becomes luminous in a vacuum in the presence of EMF, electromagnetic, you know, radiation. So if you have a vacuum um, if you have a vacuum tube and you put it near a Tesla coil, that inside the tube the, the organ that's inside the glass will become luminous because the tube is in a vacuum. So these things there is plenty of evidence to support the fact that yes, they exist. But it makes you wonder, okay, so where is the boundary line? Where is where is it that this etheric nature or etheric dimension, where does it meet or join with the physical? You know, physical's over here, I can see it, I can touch it, etheric is over here, you can feel it, you can experience it indirectly. Okay, where do the two meet? And um, they meet in the soft electrons because there's there's an infinite for every material manifestation, for every energetic manifestation, there are soft electrons that accompany it. That's why he was able to Um, he didn't do it, but he witnessed it being done. Uh, He was able to prove that um, uh, the reason you're able to heat things, the reason you're able, if you put your, you're going to make tea and you're going to take your pot of water and you're going to put it on your burner, on your stove, the only reason that water is going to boil is because that fire is releasing soft electrons, heat, specific temperature soft electrons. When they did the experiment of connecting that metal plate to a, a really powerful positive charge so that I would pull away all the soft electrons from the metal. Uh, even a blowtorch couldn't heat up the metal to, because there were no soft electrons there doing the interface work. So that that's an amazing discovery in and it of itself because can you imagine it, it's like the first step to making a shielding for a ship. You can make a ship that can go out into space and be completely immune to radiation, because you know how to treat the body of the ship in such a way that you know radiation can't get through it. So that 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 book is full of so many discoveries and so many clues. It's it's amazing. Uh, so sound obviously is going to have soft electrons are are going to be part of of, of that energy wave because if you, okay. We say, okay, sound is interacting with our bodies because the uh, air molecules are vibrating, our ears are registering that vibration, and obviously that vibration is hitting my skin. But you can argue, but it's just air vibrating. How can air vibrating have an effect on my body and heal something or disable something? There's got to be more. And the answer is, yes, there is more because that vibration is going to be accompanied by the soft electrons that are in the nature of that vibration. That's the, the energy-matter interface, is those soft electrons. And like he explains in the book, if you compare the size of a hard electron to a soft electron, they're comparing the size of the earth to the size of the sun. They're gigantic, because they're made up of etheric uh, um, particles. And they behave like electrons because they have negative charge. So that book is full of so much information you could spend years making crap out of the, <laughs> making inventions out of from that book.
1: Apologize that I mute on it; I couldn't get it off. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, the, the 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 science that okay when we talk about the new or the secret space program what do you think the science is behind it do you I mean does it do you think that it's possible that your basic physics is involved in it or do you think that it's beyond even quantum physics. What do you think is there? Do you think, you know, our friend Cater is actually, that's the science behind the, the
2: you know? Well, most- first of all, it, it would explain why for years, uh, it took him 20 years to publish the book because the CIA went, were on his ass constantly. He had to keep, you know, uh, hiding his uh, information. He had to keep, uh, they would spy on him. They would try to block what he was doing. So that doesn't happen. If you're selling something useless, it doesn't happen if you're just selling, you know, this information. No, they're not going to bother you. You're worthless to them. You're insignificant. But when you're about to reveal, uh, what is it that you call it in the intelligence world? Actionable data, actionable material. Yes, (laughs) actionable, actionable. (laughs) Okay, that, that gets their attention. You know what? Well, this guy is about to spill the beans. How can he go around, you know, sharing this stuff? So you're either counting on people thinking he's total Looney Tunes, which he's not, or we have to silence him. And I believe you when you said we must have flipped realities because he, this thing, it took him 20 years to publish it and it just popped out of nowhere. I don't even remember. You're the one who found it. I don't know how you found it. Well, so like uh, you said, we, we flipped into a reality where we were supposed to find it.
1: <laughs> okay, it's an, it's an interesting uh, story because I was writing the fourth chapter of Shungite Reality. And in that fourth chapter, it's about enterology, the science of. I essentially give more details regarding um, the, uh, the science that we discovered as we went through you know, the whole years of, of studying it. And I got really focused into the uh to science and at one point I I spent hours and hours writing on consciousness and went, What the hell am I doing? This hasn't got anything to do with, with you know, uh with uh with the Shanghai. And so then I said, Okay, I'm just well actually <laughs> don't Dolly had uh, uh, Dave came in on a conversation we were having, and he basically said, "Forget the science, get on with it." <laughs> how, did he, <laughs> how did he know I was stuck? But anyway, so but when I got back into um, into the to the writing of it and stayed specifically with the concept of uh, the healing aspects of energy and with Wilhelm Reich and uh, Raymond Rife. And, okay, okay, Raymond Reif in the 30s does this amazing experiment where he cured 10 people of terminal cancer. And then nothing more is, is heard of, of this particular subject. He goes on to have a fairly good, you know, successful professional life, but nothing else is there. Uh, and I did send you something on Reif, and and I just found it a little bit ago that I had sent it to you, but I, I haven't even read it. But, um, so I, I, I understand kind of that, okay, what, what, what he's talking about and the vibration that will cause um, all sorts of bad things to go away could be weaponized to make things like a big building, like a, you know, uh, two towers in New York City, just disintegrate. Same, same kind of concept, it's just, you know, the scale of it, it's been weaponized. And, but then I'm looking at, at uh, Wilhelm Reich and I'm going, okay, Reich is talking about essentially bringing in orgon energy in order to create a healing environment. And I'm sitting there and I'm going like, could Oregon be made into a weapon? <laughs> so I Googled it, right? And right off the bat, I get... Taken to a link, and all of a sudden I'm reading this PDF thing section on on uh, Reich's Cloudbusters being able to disengage uh, nuclear uh, fusion and stop jet engines, and and I'm going like, what am I reading and who is this? And so then I figure I find out it's this Cater guy. I do a search for his books. I end up on an Amazon. I find that the paperbacks were very expensive, but they had uh, I could buy hardcovers, a hardcover version of it, at eleven dollars. So I immediately sent one to you, sent one to Derek, and sent one to myself. Well, not too long ago, a mm, couple weeks maybe, I went back over to Amazon, and the, that same book is thirty dollars. <laughs> so I think it it was again it was like somebody mucked with the pricing even because I could have balked I didn't know what I was getting into but at $11 I was going to take a chance on it you know All
0: right.
1: and uh, so that yeah that was if, if anything was I mean this was just so orchestrated there was no doubt in my mind that this hadn't been
2: put in my lap well to give you an idea one of the recipes, for example, a lot of people are amazed when they look at uh, UFOs that they're traveling at uh, 6,000 miles an hour and they do a right turn, 90-degree turn in, in the air instantly. You know, no slowing down, no centrifugal force, just a change of direction. And like any anybody in a standard human, if, if a regular airplane attempted to do that, the humans inside would be crushed to a pulp. The centrifugal forces would destroy, you know, it, it would completely crush their bodies. And yet, you know, these vehicles are able to do this. Well, he explains it in his book. You achieve this by removing all static charges in, inside the, the physical body of that ship. Because he goes on to explain how when a static charge begins to move, it begins to travel, it becomes magnetism. When it comes to a dead stop, they, they go back to being static charges. So if you extract all the static charges from a physical body, you can accelerate as much as you want, and you will not generate any magnetism. Therefore, you can uh, accelerate, come to a dead stop from, uh, I don't know, a 1,000 miles an hour. You won't experience anything. There will be no inertia because you've just Eliminated, essentially, what causes inertia, inertia to manifest in the first place. So that's all, that's all stuff, that's secret space program stuff right there. How do we be able to move at any speed and, and, and yet experience no acceleration whatsoever? Inside the vehicle, of course. So
1: yeah yeah you know, i'm wonder, i'm wonder i'm wondering if um because it, it it it's it does i mean i have not studied it studied him like you have but i've gone through some of the information and um some other things <laughs> and what I'm seeing is that we have a situation where it is the Let's say the new science, because we're we're at a at a level of technology where that's where it goes. You well, mean?
2: let's put it this let's put it this way: look at it from another angle. All the science that they've been teaching us in school, it's like um, how can I say this? Well, imagine that you're, somebody's teaching you the Bible, and they leave out, purposely leave out the most important critical. Uh, chapters. What are you going to have a complete story? Are you going to have a complete understanding of your life, your existence as a soul, your understand, whatever understanding you have over, of God? Not, not likely. If this very important book is missing whole chunks of it, you're just looking at as pieces. You're looking at pieces of a puzzle. You're not seeing the entire puzzle. And I think that's the way we, we were taught uh, science because purposely things have been left out. For example, to this day, mainstream science still argues about organ, whether it exists or not. You know, I, I look at a medical science. All that exists, the only thing that they're willing to admit exists, it's the mind. Because they make money out of psychology. <laughs> But beyond the mind, we don't have anything. We're not supposed to have a soul, no spirit, no etheric bodies, no astral But No, nothing, nothing. Just physical body, the mind. That's it. There's these two little doohickeys. You slap them together, you get a human being. Really? That's what makes up a human being, a physical body and a mind? If that's not an incomplete story, what what is? You tell me. <laughs>
1: I'm wondering, is Dolly still with us? She could have left the scene because of the lightning. <laughs> Dolly, you're here, right, still? I'm here, yeah. Oh, okay, okay, good. I'm is waiting
3: it... for you all to get done. Oh, okay. So yes. I don't want to interrupt, but I got something to okay, say.
1: Okay, go for it.
3: Right, right on time. <laughs> Russell um, messaged me this morning, and he says... Mom, as I was waking up today, I was conscious enough to see things. Things that I could see about programs in me were being changed. What I once knew as normal is now different. Wish I could go into detail of the changing. Uh, And I told him I understand exactly what he was saying, because I've done that myself. And then uh, it reminded me that yesterday I was in the bathroom and I turned around and looked out and Sagey was walking by. And all of a sudden there was uh, Sage's whole body jerked. and And everything there was a, a line from sage's body that went all the way up and and sideways and then on the other side of that line things changed so i thought was that a flux or something like that uh but russell did it the same time Seiji did it i or I saw this happen with Seiji.
2: <laughs> now you know why you can't say anything about timelines because to you, timelines is just a bowl full of spaghetti there's so, you're able to play with so many different timelines. I mean, how can you say anything about them it's It's just a big bundle of lines and yeah. it's something that you play with, so' <laughs> <You're> very humble. <laughs>
3: That's true. No wonder. No wonder I have trouble. But anyway, I know Russell's starting to go through all this upgrade. He
2: has been,
3: but all of a sudden he's realizing. Whoa!
2: <laughs> did, you ever, did you ever share with him the training that David, that Dave gave you? What training is that? Well, didn't you tell me in the beginning that when you first met Dave, he's the you you were like totally lost and confused because you didn't understand your capabilities and your talents. So Dave is the one who was your instructor and he taught you how to harness your abilities and how to make use of you know practical use of them as opposed to being confounded by them. Yeah, well,
3: I d- I do talk with him about the things that he and I have in common. That I can, but he has different abilities than I do. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah,
2: that rainbow.
3: Oh, my
2: gosh. That's a dusk rainbow. It's what? It's a dusk rainbow when the sun is very near the horizon. Most of the light is reddish. So if you you look, most of it is reddish.
3: I thought she was sending me a picture of a different planet (laughs) (laughs) coming up around. You know, around the earth because it's so different. Um, I did. So. I
1: did put that on chat. Um, the reason being because you're talking about Russell going through these amazing changes, and we just went through the solstice and the eclipse and all that. Uh-huh. Well, and I said when I saw this picture, I said to my friends, "I got to ask Walt how this." happens because he will know and see he did know but <laughs> n- i didn't know nobody on uh, shanghai show knew and also um, derek did not know which is again all, all interesting but none of us had seen it before okay yeah now, it's,
2: it's rare because it, uh, the time uh, the timing has to be perfect you know the amount of water in the atmosphere the angle of the sun it has to be like so perfect is like one of those things where that happened like once every 300 years or once every 400 years it is like that everything all the elements have to be just right and that's what happened that the Sun you would see what happens if for those people that live near the ocean when the Sun is going near the horizon most of the light is reddish you know you look at the clouds are red you know the ambient lighting is reddish so when the when you get the rainbow it's mostly red but you can still see the the other little bits of, of color
1: well what sandy Sandy had left my house it was Friday night Sandy left the house and she went north and then you know a few blocks up she takes a ninety degree t- turn going east and when she started to go south again that's when she saw it and she messaged me that there was a rainbow so myself and and Betsy Joe we went out. But see all those trees. Well, I'm underneath all those trees, so it's very difficult to see anything, you know, <laughs> because of the trees. <laughs> but she did. Uh, Betsy saw the rainbow, the top of it, and it was really basically only three colors. Uh, there was there was quite a strip of blue, and then you know the 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 orange red on the top, and then I think it was yellow. I don't even remember now. Um, but I had I had not seen this picture. So, we did not get the full impact of all of that the rest of it that was below what we were seeing, you know, so but I'm looking at this thing, and I'm going, I've seen a lot of rainbows, especially down here in South Florida because of the being you know a peninsula. I said i don't i I, don't, I can't even imagine you know what this is really about because I've never seen it before. So I send it to uh, Derek, and Derek has been asked to go to... He was very funny telling me about it. I'm going somewhere for something. What is it? Oh, the solstice. There's this, And they've been asking me, so I'm going to go. It's two and a half hours away, but I'm going to go to this thing. And uh, So he goes there, and he meets up with some of his friends, and one of the people that were there showed him a photograph that was almost identical to this, except he knew that it was not my photograph. Because that person had taken it in Washington, the state of Washington, on the absolute farthest away, except for Alaska, that you can get from Florida, on the same day, virtually within the same time frame.
2: And I got a photo of this from somebody in Australia. So it's happening all over the world. Okay, so you got got one from (laughs) Australia? Hold on, let me go. It's from one of our listeners it should be in my messenger
3: so there's definitely something going on we're shifting somehow and I wanted to make sure that I talked about it so that when things happen to other people that they haven't witnessed before don't freak out pay attention try to figure out what was that for
2: don't try to ident- identify things with things that have happened in the past because the ha- the past is gone. Yes. Get used to the new reality where everything's gonna be new.
3: <laughs> right.
1: Hmm. Very interesting. I wonder. Well, when I when I was looking at it, I was um, the, the the pinkish color to it made me think of the pink rose, and the pink rose was the first energy that we put into the new reality when we started building it back in late 14, early 15.
2: Okay. This is actually, let me grab this. It's actually a video. So it's very interesting. Oh, cool. Okay. So let me copy this. Okay. Okay. How do I... Copy. Okay. So, let me see. Just let me paste.
1: Atoxion Star says that I feel like something happened at 12 a.m. EST this morning. Huh. Why are you saying that? Did you feel... A shift? I was up, but not for long. Normally i stay up a lot longer, but I was very tired. I remember being very tired and deciding to to shut down the computers. Her her
3: name is a Texas Lone Star. Oh, a Texas
2: Lone Star. Lone Star. Yeah.
3: (laughs) I call her Texas. Okay,
2: I'm going to grab it. It's a a Facebook video. Okay. Okay. Okay, there it is. And it's supposed to. It was in Birmingham on the 13th of June, it happened. in, In the UK, not Australia. Russell lives in Australia, but this was sent from the UK. This was filmed in the UK. This is interesting because. Instead of looking like a rim, it actually looks like an energy dome. If you click on it.
1: Clicking. See, Clicking. I'm, having, I'm still having. Oh, okay.
3: Oh, that's not me. Oh, it must
1: be this video. The
3: video.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I can turn off the sound here. That's what's the problem is. In this one,
2: the. It'll, it's kind of dim because the sun is so very close to the horizon.
3: What am I looking at here? The the
2: clouds? No, you just let it play. Oh. <clears throat> Excuse me. So it's a secret. No, it's
1: going to build into the same thing that we took the picture of over here.
3: Oh, okay, thank you. You help me. Thank you.
1: You see how it's building along the edges? <coughs> wow. Yes, yes, I see it. Wow, wow, it's pretty wow. cool. I'm sorry, that does not look like dust in <laughs> a... No, dust... not dust.
2: I mean, I mean dusk. with D- oh, dusk, dusk. When U-S-S-K. the sun is so very near the horizon, most of the light is reddish. So you you get very few colors of any, and most of it is yes. Is but what's, red.
1: what's causing this circular thing? I mean, that doesn't. That's the water in the air.
2: That's the uh, a you perfect, see the, a the perfect lightning?
1: sphere. A perfect sphere like this, and look at how yeah. the color is coming in on either side. It's like a, and plus they got electricity. This is like yeah. it's a a ball that's getting splashed with paint. And if you pay just, attention,
2: you can see that there's another rainbow over it, very very dim there's oh, another yeah. Oh, yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah, arc
2: yeah. over it and the, and you see as the clouds pass in front of the sun, they filter the light and it gets a little bit dim and it gets a little bit brighter wow that is too cool so this is June the 13th, so I don't know if that's a significant date for you mysterious people
1: <laughs> <clears throat> well the event <laughs> certainly is Ooh, and they, look at the electricity. We didn't have any electricity here. I'm sorry, boys and girls listening to audio. This is probably boring as hell to you. But um, the uh, the link will be right below you, so you'll be able to to uh, stop listening to us or whatever you want to do and look at it. It's really... Well, I'm curious seeing it. Yeah, well, I am too, but we're doing it live because we're looking at... Well, yes, yes, We sh- I should put that in there hit link so we can you can understand what we're talking about. <laughs> Maybe I'll put something in the in the video. That is just totally amazing, Walt. And you say this was in Great Britain? Uh yeah,
2: it says uh, Birmingham, United Kingdom, June the 13th. Wow. Very,
1: very impressive.
3: I'm going to run outside for a minute because our sky is like Blue, we've got the big lightnings and the thunder. I'm going to run outside and look. I'll be back. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Thunder, thunder. She's got six minutes. Do you think she'll make it
2: back? Uh, In a scooter.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's amazing. And to think that in three different locations, we have, um, you know, this... the
2: same image well obviously there's a different type of energy in the atmosphere itself to have three different geographic locations and yet be able to produce the same phenomena or very very similar phenomena Um, that's telling you that whatever is the energy on the planetary atmosphere it's different from whatever it used to be
1: well I'd be interested because we've got three of them we've got obviously three different points that this happened you know, I'd like to know what the relationship is on a map to these three points. Because, who
2: knows? Well, it would be a triangle because you got, you got the U.K., which when you think about the um, latitude of the U.K., it's it's not in the tropics, so it's above. Then you have Washington, which is also up close Canada. And then you have Florida, which is down there. So you you are looking at one huge triangle.
1: Yeah, but it doesn't seem to be perfect or anything. I like things perfect. <laughs> yeah, well, it anyway. wouldn't be
2: because it's it's on the surface of a sphere, so the angle, yeah, the sides yeah, of the yeah. thing would be um, uh, curves.
1: So anybody <laughs> out there, keep your eyes out, and if you get um, pictures, I mean, take think in terms of taking pictures and. Uh, You know, we'll see if this phenomenon continues. It could be the secret space program putting on shows.
3: What in the world is this big dog with teeth? What the heck?
0: What? What?
3: On my screen, there's a dog with its mouth open, baring its teeth while it's laying down. Did you post that on there? No. Okay, I'm getting out of it.
1: <laughs> um, did you have the did you have the video on of the uh image
3: with the with the rainbow with the, Yeah
1: you had that on Yeah yeah So it yeah. was it was playing it was on a new new video
3: Oh a new thing okay.
2: Wait, I jumped into another video yeah Yeah
3: Well I don't have a rainbow but my gosh I've got so many different skies out there Um there's a big you know how the clouds spread out and they be one. Well, there's a big one with the bl- that's black with rain in it. And then it goes. The sky gets the pretty blue, and it's got white, fluffy
2: clouds in it. Uh, it's called the catalog, Dolly. You have to tell the posse which one you want. <laughs>
3: I want the rainbow.
2: <laughs> there, put the order in.
3: Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I didn't get a rainbow but I got pretty interesting sky and the lightning is over there even though the the rain cloud is over there they're on opposite sides so the lightning is to the east no the west and the thunder cloud is the direction of the Ocean. So that's east, and the lightning is on the west. Oh, boy, I get directions mixed up. Oh. Anyway, <laughs> it's very beautiful. Oh, look at what
2: Texas posted. What? Ooh. Yeah, that's from a Star Trek movie.
3: Oh, yeah, I remember that movie. Wow. I thought it was pretty back then, and I always remember that the one place on the right of the the guy—I can't remember if that was uh, the bad guy or
2: that was Carl. Malcolm McDowell.
3: That was Malcolm. Well, on the right side of Malcolm, I, it, there's light part that to me looks like a high
1: heel. <laughs> 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 Uh well we're down it to the does. two we're down to the 2 minute uh marker here you guys. Oh wow. Yeah, you want to say goodnight to people or pass give them a, another little profound thought to take with them.
3: Um, just don't forget things are happening and they're happening fast lately and manifestation happens even almost before I can think of it so Don't be surprised how fast manifestation happens for you. And don't forget to say thank you for it. And uh, beware when weird things happen. Take a minute to try to remember it and try to figure it out. Gee, what was that for? And uh, thanks for listening. And from Dolly World, I see.
2: Bye-bye. Walt? Good night, everyone. Thank you for being here with us. Uh, My website is newparadigmtools.net. Thank you, Nancy, and thank you, Dolly.
1: Yes, and anybody that wants to know a little bit more about energy devices, go look at his, his, just look at the pictures. (laughs) They'll help you out. <laughs> and we'll have the healing link where you can get um tones and stuff. But um everybody thank you for being here. We will see you next week and tomorrow I'll be on with Radio 5G and we'll see where that goes. So thanks for being here everybody. Much love.
0: Teaching. Teaching. The unknown,
1: unknown, unknown. You have been listening to the Cosmic Reality Radio show, produced by Cosmic Reality Radio. Thank you for listening. Choose
0: your heart